0: It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by Chad Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Broering from MusketeerReport.com.
1: Welcome into this edition of the Skinny Podcast, the college basketball edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor, with Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal and Rick Brewing from Musketeer Report, as always, as we uh, We get set for basically league play, although we will talk some Kentucky-Louisville. Kentucky actually has a couple of non-league games left with Louisville and also with West Virginia, and and in lieu of their loss to UCLA, what those games will mean. But we'll start off obviously talking some Xavier and some UC, and Xavier, having played the most recent game, we will talk about them UC Opens Conference play on Sunday at BB&T Arena on NKU's campus against Memphis. Before you get going, I I have to ask Rick something. Yes, please do. Not about that. We'll get to that later. About just Christmas
2: in general? No, no, no. Okay. When when, when did Quentin Gooden become the best free throw shooter in the country? Well, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. He went from a guy you had to bring off the floor at the end of games, basically. He shot
0: 57.5% from the free throw line. To last year. now
2: they're throwing it to him every inbounds play. And hoping he gets fouled. And hoping he gets fouled. Him catching the ball and waiting to get fouled and then going to the free throw line. Has he missed in a key situation all year? Not in, not in like late games. He like
0: He's it's missed unbe- a couple free throws, but they were just yeah. random it's ones it's early. unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I've never in my life seen someone go from... And he wasn't a great free throw shooter in high school. So I'm like going to look up his senior year. In, but, yeah.
0: No, but I mean like... So it, the thing about last year was it's like you're watching that and you can't even use the excuse of, oh, well, he's only going in there for those sub minutes. So he's not on the court. He's not in the flow. And it's just a weird thing because he'd play 40 minutes a game after Edmund went right. down. So his minutes, the bulk of his free throws were coming when he's totally in the flow and everything. The only thing he can maybe say is he's tired from playing 40 minutes a game. And, and maybe that had something to do with it. Because, again, he wasn't shooting a lot of free throws. It was just like he'd get one here or there. Yeah. And maybe that, for him, that was just a breath. Um, I always his, his, expected him to be better than fifty-seven point five percent. His
1: senior year in high school, he was seventy-one point eight percent. Shot a lot though; he shot three hundred eight free throws yeah. in thirty-three games. But that's not a great. But percentage. that's
0: about where I you yeah. would ex- have
2: expected okay, him it's an to an okay be percentage. seventy to seventy-five yeah. percent, not ninety-seven point three or whatever yeah. the hell. I and mean, he's over eighty-eight like,
0: percent now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. No. It that is honestly, I've never seen a jump like that from a player. Me either. And it's it. it it, it changes.
1: I mean, but can I ask? It, it pers- changes what they do late game. Can, can I? Can I throw something on top of that? Doesn't Chris Mack ever practice? Don't they ever practice free throws?
0: He must have found all of the good free throw drills all this the year drills? because. As a team, they're like one of the best in the country right now. They're like top five in the country. And man. when it comes, twenty-two to,
1: of twenty-four last night, and obviously in a game that's a four-point game, that really was a possession-by-possession possession
0: game at the end. How huge is that? Th- they finished off the final thirteen minutes by making twelve free throws in a row, and then in the Marshall game when they were coming down the stretch of that one, the final like six minutes, they made ten in a row. And it's like they are not missing late-game so free throws. What I ever. think is, he listened to the fans. Yeah, he, was, he, he,
1: it, he took their advice. He took they, our advice. They, 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 look, they started practice with some drills that got them running, and then they stopped. Shot ten or twenty, ran some more. That's the key. You got to get tired before you shoot. Get tired. Simulate game. Ran some more. Uh, It's worked. Uh, He listened to this podcast last year,
0: didn't he? It's either that or he read the message board. One of the two. How
1: about that? Probably both. Probably both. Maybe we or the fans as well helped Xavier free throw shooting.
0: Yes, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Speaking of which, they were 22 of 24 last night. Practice 91 87 win. I I thought Woj's guys slapped the floor and played defense. Isn't that what Marquette basketball
0: is all about? I honest to God, I tweeted this last night. What do you think their practices look like?
1: Um, Roll the balls out, shoot some jump shots, slap the floor 10 times, say you're going to defend somebody, and then go back to the locker room 90 minutes later.
0: Am I close? No, my guess is they, they line up on the baseline. He blows the whistle for, like, you know, calisthenics like he would normally be stretching. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Their stretching is a couple defensive slides up, a couple defensive slides back, and Fan, then phantom, phantom hand drills. Then they slap the floor together as a team, and then they go into three-point shooting and offense for the next 115 minutes of practice. <laughs> you feel like there's not a lot of time spent on the other end of the floor? Did you see when they switched to a zone last night? Brutal. There's zero awful. chance he had ever ran that out in a practice before.
1: They had oh, not one clue. No, they, they, no, clue. they have. Only dissimulate what
0: they're going to do offensively
1: <laughs> against us. Against against you know, we're never going to play this, fellas. But by God, let's we got the practice. Put you in two three, it. yeah, or put you in one three one. They should know it. I mean, that, that they are so bad defensively. That's not a knock on Xavier because Xavier's really, as we, they're a good offensive team, and they get they got dudes that can shoot it and score it. And you know, last night when you're looking at, at you know guys coming off the bench doing doing some of that stuff too, it is a really good offensive team. It, it just shows you as much as Marquette can do some things and throw some balls for, in the ocean, and they will keep chucking it up. It's still, a hard way to win if you can't get a stop or two or three or five.
0: It is a really hard way to win, but I'll also say I thought Xavier got a good punch from them. Sure. On their home floor, like I mean, if they're going to throw up the ridiculous amount of threes and the ridiculous tough threes that 30, they're going up, eight, and they shoot like sixty-nine shots, and they, they shoot forty percent in a game like that, right? It's going to be hard to beat them in their gym for most teams. So it, Xavier did what you have to do, which is you can't turn back when they're playing like that. Like you can't say, "Oh, okay, we need to find ways to stop them now. And we're going to slow it down, and and we're going to change the game here in the second half." You just need to keep out-scoring them. And be efficient they'll let you. Yeah, They will let you they will right back down let you. their
1: throat. They will absolutely let you. No question about perfect it. perfect play last night
2: when they get a bucket, a key bucket, and two seconds later, Blewett's dunking the ball. That's what you have to do against them. I mean, it, there was no resistance. It, and the announcers were trying to kind of make excuses for it. And it was like, no, they just scored and were
1: jogging back. And next thing you know, Trayvon Blewitt's dunking right behind them.
0: Well, it's just their identity. I, I, mean, you,
1: I will tell you – as a, that's frustrating because you probably worked whatever you need to do to get something on offense, and yet you 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 can't even do something as simple as run back, find, and and, and they've just made you pay for you scoring a bucket. Yeah. Th- that that would make you that should make you angry. How would how would you? I would have taken time out.
2: Well, no. How would you survive coaching Andrew Rousey? Um, the number of tough shots he takes would give you a heart it, it, attack. It, it,
1: it would. It'd be, he'd be the guy that he'd be a no, 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 oh, good good, good shot, man. He really would be. Um, But he would be hard because he does take he would have really, an ulcer. really, really bad shots.
2: You would have an ulcer coaching yes, him for I, a I season. Yes, I probably would.
1: The, the I probably thing on would. the
0: defensive side. If, if he side would
1: go, though, what was he? I'm looking at Six of seven. If he would go nine of 17, I'd... I just close my eyes and hope and just, just hope
2: it's that like six of 17 is bad. No, 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 no.
1: I, but, but you know, if you want to give me nine to 17, I just close my eyes and go, okay, I know you're going to, you're going to throw these up. You're going to make half of them. I'm going
0: to, I'm going to, I'm live with that portion of the program. Defensively. I don't feel bad for Wojo at all. And I don't want to hear about like, it makes him frustrated because, and Chad will know this better than anyone. Things like that, like transition defense and stopping the ball when it's getting ran back at you, is so much a part of your DNA. Like it's something, no like, doubt, it's something UC does at all times, every at practice, all costs. Right? At, Yeah, it's one hundred percent one of the most important things they do in practice. I bet because it's the same thing for Xavier. You will never see them like get beat in transition or them not stop the ball properly and l- let the coaches get past that the, situation. The, the They'll stop it every they, single time.
2: Prioritize it. The two things that they do: one is that; two, if the ball misses. Whoever is on offense has to rebound it and put it in the basket.
0: Right. At all times. It's part of your identity. It's what you do every day within your practice. And that's why I say, like, you can just see through things like that that it's just not what they do at practice. It's not part of their identity that he's instilled there. And to be quite honest, like, I like ripping on Wojo a lot. I'm kind of glad they play this style because it's aesthetically pleasing. It's nice to have varied styles within the conference. It's nice to have a team that will make Xavier try to outscore them when they play, like, I like watching teams play Marquette, but man, it's like it's as a fan, it'd be frustrating at times, I think. And from an opposing coach's standpoint, when you're scouting them, it's just like, what are you going to do? Because you know, <laughs> you know exactly what they're running, but right. they're just going to keep chucking threes. And if they make them, you're screwed. You
2: you brought up a good point before that I think we should talk about, too. Long rebounds. It's it, so it, weird. Because they jack so right. many threes, right. boxing out doesn't almost doesn't do you any good. No. How many times was the ball just bouncing or just rolling past
0: the free throw line it- you never see that like you never see a ball bounce through the free throw line on a rebound and no one's grabbing it that happened 15 times last night where the ball's just bouncing around in the middle of the lane or to the free throw lines it's, it's a very weird thing and i mean xavier paid for it they gave up a ton of second chance yeah. points and it wasn't because they were getting bullied at the rim it was because long rebounds were bouncing out and then they swing it around and get another open look from three the issue for xavier was on the other end, they didn't go do the same thing. They didn't punish them and their weak front court on the offensive glass at the other end and not, get their own not, second yeah, chance not, points. Not, to not, they make didn't up have for. a lot of
1: second chances, obviously, because they shot over fifty percent. But nine offensive rebounds and Xavier's a much better offensive rebounding team than getting nine. Well, it's well, it, the percentage,
0: and 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 it's, and it's strictly because nine
1: of well, if you think nine of thirty misses. I mean, it's not bad.
2: 33% percent isn't. Thirty percent isn't terrible. Often, it's no, that's it's not forty-two where right. you want to be. But
0: no, it's it's really it's a, it's a good number for like your overall season. But against this Marquette team, especially when they're putting up seventeen right. second chance points, or whatever, go back on the other end and punish them. Yep. You know, I mean, it's it's more of a mentality thing. I just didn't see Xavier's guys crashing the glass and trying to take advantage of that the way I think they could. And Chris Mack had a good line about it, and it, it totally fits with this team and sort of the way their mentality is he says he thinks a lot of those guys are too confident in the shot going in you know they're not crashing because they think every shot they take going in and it's like that kind of makes sense it's not a good thing and it's something you want to coach out of them but like it, it is kind of how they play
1: uh, the, the other part too is is no matter when this game was going to be on the schedule it was going to be a danger game just because of the way they they do play and the fact that they are going to keep shooting well, heck, look and, at and last the, year yeah right correct and now, guess what? You've gotten one of those danger games away, and that's not. I'm not telling you. Villanova's not a danger game. Villanova on the road is just a tough game. Yeah. Creighton isn't a danger game. Creighton on the road is just a tough game. Butler isn't a danger game. Butler's Mar- Butler's a danger game.
0: No, They're not
1: I, very good. I, but I think at their place, I think Marquette is just a danger game because you know you're you are better than them. You're better than you're better than Butler.
0: Yeah, yeah. Marquette's better than Butler. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I mean, you know, I, I think Butler... I, I'm not going to read into all... We'll talk about it in a minute. I'm not going to read into all of last night. That I, agree. I I don't think Butler's any good because I'll give him credit for this. On the road down 20-plus, they come storming
0: back. Yeah, so, and I, they deserve credit for that. Um, but no, I don't, no I, I don't think
1: they're great. No, I don't think they're great. I just think you know what they Villanova, are. Seton
0: Hall. Yeah. I okay. get, right, I get your point. Yeah, you get Villanova, Seton Hall, and Creighton. All those are road games you expect to lose. Right. Um, and Bar- if you find Marquette is one
1: you need to win. It's not awful if you lose it, but you just you need to go win it, and well, they did.
0: And that's the thing about this Big East Conference this year. You're looking through it, and it's like, you know, everyone loves to rip on DePaul, and DePaul's terrible, and yeah, they are. Like, you shouldn't lose to DePaul this year, but they're at 109 in you know They're not 250 anymore. Like, everyone in this conference is inside the top 100 except for DePaul, and they're 109. So it's like— there is not a game where you're going to go play on the road and yeah, you're St. going St. John's to John's away with the night win. off. Yeah, St. John's like, is in the night off. No anymore. question asked. Yeah. and St. John's certainly isn't. They're yeah. probably the toughest matchup in the conference for Xavier that's not named Villanova. So it's going to be a really interesting year in the Big East. And I think we saw – we got a good glimpse of that last night. You got a crazy game to start that goes into double overtime. And then Xavier Marquette was very fun to watch too. You know,
1: Chris, Chris did a pretty good job, obviously, in the non-conference kind of building the bench. And, and you know, he got four guys off the bench that really gave him something last night. And in a game like that – You're not going to get a lot of guys getting 33, 34, 35 minutes. I'm going to look at the box here in a second. I think Trayvon's the only guy that got over 30 minutes last night. So, you know, developing that bench gave you a chance in an up-and-down game to give some
0: guys a little bit of a blow. We had talked, you know, those last four – Non conference games where we're like, you know, what are, what do you want to see out of this? What do you right. want to get out of it? And I kept saying, you want to see those younger guys, but specifically, well, Karim Kanner has really played well and yeah. he's continued doing that. So I don't even know if you can include him in that group anymore because he just seems like a total veteran at all times. He's always But on, he's, cool he's part of that and, bench group, though. And he Did understands his role. Well. But you wanted to see Najee Marshall and Paul Scruggs at least get some time on the court to get the experience, even if they weren't making strides. Najee made strides. Yep. Paul didn't seem like he was. He was really struggling, and then last night he played one of his best games in his Xavier uniform and and gave them some great minutes in the second half to where they kept Quentin Gooden on the bench for an extended period and then brought him back for those last seven minutes completely fresh, and I thought that helped him.
1: Sure, I mean, in between Gooden and him, nine nine assists – and one turnover in
0: 41 minutes combined. That's pretty damn good. And both of them took Marcus Howard out of right. the game when they were playing defense against him, which which really helped too. Him not hitting any threes is remarkable. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, some of that's luck, right, because he's one for eight, so it's not like he didn't get any looks or anything. Um, but I thought one of the things that Chris Mack did a really good job of <laughs> was switching to the one three one, eliminated – where Marquette really gives Xavier trouble is when they're running that ball screen on the, on the wing with Rousey and Howard just constantly driving into the lane and beating Xavier's like taller, slower-footed wings off the dribble. And then, because now, not only are those guys big-time weapons that can score, but all of a sudden you get the Hauser spray-out three because you're collapsing on right. and everything. We'll and, and kick. Yeah, just gives. Yeah, it makes everyone else more of a weapon. Xavier going to the 1-3-1, one, one, it's like, okay, you're going to give up more to Rousey because of that because he gets so much room at the top to operate and has those pockets where he can find open shots, and he's not not going to hesitate the way some other players might but if he gets 35 and the other guys aren't going to get off you can deal with that and that's exactly what you saw last night yeah I have a question where are you at on
2: this team now defensively because I know that was coming into the season that was your one area of for this team to get where it needs to be it needs to not be 60s 70s in defense it needs to be higher yeah last night might not be a great judge because they are such a different a different type of opponent mm-hmm. but overall where are you at because they're what in the 50s i they're, Ken
0: Palm. they're closing i think they're inside of 50 or right around 50 right, now yeah. but yeah they've dropped maybe 18 spots or something since we were last talking about it so they've gotten somewhat better yeah, but you've also played a couple of, and I'm not making an excuse here because I think your question is a good one, but you've also played two really unorthodox teams yeah. in the last
1: well, few guys, Marshall and, that's why, and, and, and Marquette. That's why I presented yeah, it like yeah, I did because yeah. I'm
2: curious to hear, you You watch it closer than I do, I'm curious to hear where they are in your mind on that.
0: My thing with this team is it's just limited on the defensive end. They're not going to be a top 25 defense, and I know everyone always says, you know, well, to be like a truly elite team and make a Final Four run, you got to be top be 25 in both. And I think Chris Mack agrees with that. I think he would tell you the same thing. After last night,
1: they're 57th in Kempom, defensively. Oh, okay, so they actually dropped. Well,
0: after that game, that probably dropped them significantly. I think they were right below it um, going into yesterday's game when I was writing my matchups article. But what I've seen from them. But they're also
1: fifth offensively, so
0: (laughs) there's that. and, And that's the thing. Like They're going to have to find ways. There's certain teams they match up okay with because Trayvon and JP are good system defenders. If they've got guys that they match up okay with, then they can be great assets on the defensive end. But then there's a lot of games where they don't have a good matchup, and then they're going to put you at a little bit of a, uh, they're going to be a little bit of a liability. So my thing with th- this team now is, where can they get? To, can they be a top 40, 45 defensive team in the in the Big East in regular season, and then do it? Chris did last year, where you get to the postseason, where everyone's on a short turnaround. You're not familiar with the teams you're playing. You haven't played against that 1-3-1 zone yet, so you don't, you're don't you not familiar with how to attack it like all the Big East teams are. And can he scheme his way to making this team from, okay, maybe they're top 40 when they're playing, or top 50 when they're playing Big East teams, to also on a quick turnaround, a team that's unfamiliar with them. Well, now they're top 20 because they can scheme and play three or four different defenses against you. I think, to me, that's how they'll have to do it. I don't think... They're magically going well, what, to improve to the what, point that they're a top twenty-five defense.
1: Woody he, should he have to play more one-three-one during the conference, or, or do well, you I just don't think mix you can it in? just mix it in.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do what you did last night; like it worked in that right. situation last night. It, it 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 allows them to not have to match up with smaller, quicker guards. I am sure they'll do it some against St. John's, um, but the problem with it against the Big East is all these teams have now faced sure. it multiple years. The coaches are familiar with how to attack it. The players are familiar with how to attack it, and you get to play it twice. So you're gonna see it multiple times in the same year. It's just not nearly as effective when teams get comfortable with it because it's all based on making them second guess themselves sure. and not taking shots in rhythm. Once they know they're getting a wide open three on the wing if they step into it. And yeah. these are still
2: guys that are naturally not high level defenders. Right. So yeah. I, I was just I just want to see where we were at about the halfway point in your thought process on that.
1: Uh, next for Xavier is the Paul. They got uh, they got run by by Villanova. The other game last night, the Big East was the Butler comeback against Georgetown. What what does that say about B- Butler, or does it say that Georgetown can at least scare some teams at home?
2: I think those are the eighth and ninth best teams in the Big East,
1: with the being tenth.
2: Yeah,
0: I tend to agree with that. Although Providence, Providence is, is starting to worry yeah, me, yeah, uh, immensely. They, they're sinking fast. Yeah, um, they ain't getting seven, bro. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's – you could still – if they're eighth, you could still easily get seven in. I, I I think it's six. I think you'll see the Big East get six in this year at this point. Um, but, again, all these teams are talking about, like, they may be bunched closer together this year. They're all top 100. Most yeah. of them are, like, top 70, top 60 type teams. So these teams are still within the bubble range and everything else in terms of their resumes and where they're, they're going to be at. It'll be interesting to see. I just I, – it's it's – very even right now after you get past Xavier I mean see our Villanova Xavier and Seton Hall and the,
2: Creighton the suspension for Seton Hall is big
0: yeah well I mean and even Sanogo even go or whatever his name is yeah and even Creighton um is in the same boat where like they they can they're still kind of in that bunch too where St. John's they, is going to get in trouble the bubble.
2: Creighton not bub-
1: like they're on the have right, right to really side of the off.
0: bubble, but like I mean, they're top twenty right now, so I know, they're going to have to fall significantly from there.
1: But yeah, I mean, you, I don't right now they have they're
0: a ton of confidence. in Go
1: that. They're nine and nine in the league and lose a couple yeah. bad games. It's it's possible because the league. I don't is, think they will, but yeah, go nine and nine and lose a couple I bad just ones. Don't have,
2: for some reason, when I've watched them, I just haven't come away with a lot of like wow, feel good. Like, yeah,
0: like see, like, I'm I'm a little bit the opposite because I've I've always liked them in the past. Where they lacked is a guy like Kyrie Thomas, who is now being projected as a first round draft pick in new mock drafts that I've seen come out. How what?
2: do they do that every year? Some random dude that you've never heard of ends up being a projected draft pick from crazy. But I mean, no.
0: I don't. But I don't think this is wrong because he's, I mean, defensive yeah. player of the year probably in the conference and has been. Oh, I'm not
2: knocking it. I'm just yeah. They, it's always this random dude for them
0: that and Justin Patton up. last yeah. year. Yeah, and I mean he's he's just. You know, offensively, he's taking his game to a new level this year. So I think he kind of – Marcus Foster is really good. We already knew yes. that. You add another guy, Kyrie Thomas, that gives him that option. And I always – I loved that Mitch Ballack kid when we watched him yeah. in AAU. He's a freshman, but I think he gives him another scoring option off the bench too. So um, it's, going to, it's going to be a fun year in the Big East. I just think it's so competitive and all the teams are so close. Almost anything could happen.
1: No, you're going to have on a nightly – I say nightly because they don't all play on the same night, but close enough. On a nightly basis, you're going to have – three really good games, um, a fourth Pretty good game, and then the fifth will probably be whoever's playing DePaul on that given night, eh, unless they're, you know DePaul's at home and maybe gets off the good run. So yeah, it, it will be. I mean, you saw it last night. I, you know, we all thought Georgetown sucked, and they probably still do, but you know, you look up and holy cow, they to twenty, beat the living daylights out of uh, out, out of Butler. Yeah, and, and then, then you're of like, course well, this they game blew the lead, but and you're like,
0: well, this game stinks. And all of a sudden, the game is <laughs> awesome, <laughs> yeah, and right. it's like, what the heck is going on? So I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. I really do. All right, UC uh, opens up as I mentioned, American
1: Athletic Conference play on Sunday at V. So, arena, um, yeah, <laughs> it feels like it. Um, it's been what any. ten days since they last played. Well, when
2: they play, it'll be it'll 10 be ten days since. Yeah, games.
1: right. Why the gap? And I'm not I, knocking. I I'm just asking that why is the gap. Right? Because there's NKU is we're, we're recording this on a, on a Thursday. They they open conference play in the same arena, tonight. BB&T Arena. It's their on campus arena against IUPUI. So you probably weren't going to be able to play last night. You couldn't play something tonight. You definitely wouldn't wouldn't go go Friday Friday and then open Sunday. Correct. Correct. So, So,
2: yeah, I mean, basically they got, you know, and it would have been the same anywhere that they played. They just, they got dates. These are the dates you have to work with. And then you have to not only work with those dates, but you have to find someone else that has that open date that matches up with you. Sure. And as you're seeing now, conferences are all starting, you know, so... Um, it just it, it it's a weird spot. I don't I, I don't. I'm not know, a big fan.
1: I'm not a big fan either. I'm gonna give a couple of positives and Co- a couple negatives. He can't mix. can't mix for Mick. ten days. Yeah, exactly. Um, one and
2: everybody. Got one to the home.
1: you 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 got a little bit through. You had the one grind portion of your schedule. Cleveland State wasn't part of the grind, but it did come at the tail end yeah. of that in, in, a, in a fairly short period of time. So you came really at the end of your grind. It is a chance to maybe take a couple of days of a breather, have a couple of practices in there, get some shots up, let the guys go home for the holidays, they did. Um, get them back, still have enough practice time. I, I know I know Chris was lamenting that last night, that obviously with the way they had to play last night, they had to bring guys guys back on Christmas Day and practice, and I know he, he mentioned that last night. Um, so in this case, they got a chance to do the opposite, let your guys go home. Get some family time. Come back and and not have to worry about squeezing a bunch of practice, in. you can just go back on whatever normal practice schedule we do leading up right. to the game on, on Sunday.
2: Well, and um, it school's out, so you can actually push. Right, for, correct, yeah. You know, I, I think they probably went home until either Monday night or Tuesday. They had to be back right. Friday, Tuesday morning. Had to be back. Um, you know, you can go Tuesday, Wednesday, even maybe into Thursday. Pushing pretty hard, right? And then just and then, then game back planning. off for Friday and yeah. Saturday for your game planning and and host Memphis. Who, um, boy, I think we were we were spot on on Memphis, Rick, when we talked about them at the beginning of the season. They are not very good, but this is a tubby team. The, it, it's a bunch, of, yeah. It's a bunch of misfit parts, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, now all that talent is gone that he couldn't handle, and now he's got these guys. They're not good, and not you know, not pretending that they are good, but they can be a pain in the ass. Ask Louisville. Louisville struggled with them uh, two weekends ago. So 73 yeah, and it was, and it, and was closer, it was close to the It was close, yeah. yeah. So we knew we had a, a very good sense that Memphis was going to be a team that's going to be a pain in the ass. Now, what's going to happen with them? Watch, is they'll jump up and they'll get one or two teams in this league at home. At home, yeah. I but well. Maybe on the road.
1: Well, the good—I would tell you—they're not getting maybe used to on the road. road. No, 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 and no. I guess no, no. that's the other thing I want to ask you is, I guess the good part of this is you're not after this long layoff. You're not opening on the road against well, somebody yeah, really you,
2: difficult. You, temple at Temple is the second game Correct. of the conference schedule. If that was and the that, first game of the conference
0: schedule, that would have been a disaster. It's walking into a trap. Yeah, I mean, you literally just have to say, "Oh, that's a loss." Yeah. At that point, if you have a ten-day layoff before a game at Temple. You're losing that game. And national, you know, 12-time National Coach of the Year, Fran Dunphy. Right. You have no shot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: why they haven't lost yet this year. Oh, wait. Yeah, they have. No, they're the weirdest they team. They're the weirdest team. They, they looked really good early in the 9 week. Yeah. Oh, I some dudes. They looked good in the middle of the non And yeah. then
2: it, it losses in between, and you, know, you drop a Drexel here. and there's, they're, they're a weird team. I, I mean – the American, I think, at this point, is a three-bid league pretty confidently. Yeah. I, think, I think there is a, a chance to get a four. Ch- I, think Houston, I think Houston, I, I Houston think has used, a chance. Yeah, I think Houston I think has PCF a real good chance, with too. I BJ, B.J. Taylor coming back next week has a chance because – while they didn't overly help themselves,
1: they didn't kill them. So they, they went, didn't kill them. They went. They, they didn't. Help. They went not yeah, They went nine and three in the non-league. Lost their league opener um, last. Well, I hate to say last night when we do a podcast on Wednesday night against uh, against SMU, which is not obviously an awful loss. It was at SMU, right? If yeah, I'm not mistaken. So yeah, and
2: 31 straight and moody. I mean, right, right. That's a situation. If they if they can if at some point if UCF gets Wichita State or Cincinnati and picks one of them off and puts that win on their resume with B.J. Taylor and they continue not dropping bad games, they could be in the mix. Houston can be in the mix. Um, Temple... They have a couple they, they, wins they, they, to put they, them in the mix. They've and a got to they, losses. Yeah,
1: they, they got to really work the themselves tournament. back into it, though. Yeah, but I mean,
0: I mean, I mean but if, there's, there's not. I mean, okay, if they're going to sweep Cincinnati, I don't know what the right, schedule's sweep, like. But they're going to sweep Cincinnati and Wichita State. If, State and, I don't even know if they play Wichita State, twice, yeah, I, either, I don't know so. how it works. But if they do, then yeah, maybe. But outside of that, I, they're just they're not going to have the resume.
2: There's three that are getting in. There's three more that have a an outside puncher's chance. I puncher's chance. I think
0: Houston has more than a puncher's shot. chance. I do too.
1: I think if Houston's the fourth team, you talk about coming down
0: to we just talk about Providence. A minute ago,
1: you know, if you come down to Houston, Providence, Houston rolled Providence's ass, and it was that was that Dunkin' Donuts or on neutral. I don't know on no. that. I, I think it was at
0: Providence. I don't I know, but I mean, Providence is n- not one of the teams. I think you're. I mean, like I don't either. But it, it, you shouldn't be shooting to compete with the eighth team in the Big East. I don't think if you're well, a tournament
1: I, team, I, that's legit. My my point being though, they, they they didn't just eke out a win at home. They went, I think, to their place and kicked their ass. So.
0: no, I agree. I just don't think it's going to come down to them and Providence. I think it's going to come down to them and well, someone yeah, who has a better enough. resume. Uh, but that being said, I think Houston is legitimately a possibility as the fourth team. The other teams I think you start to get reaching and a lot of things have to go their way. Houston I think is in position to Well
2: I, make I the don't tournament. think
0: you're reaching with UCF because they're gonna
2: look at that team as two different teams. Yeah. If they I'm, play, I'm, I'm not team. nearly
0: as high, I'm not nearly as high on UCF as you are. That's I'm just
2: I, I'm just a big BJ Taylor guy.
0: and oh, That's fine. I
2: I'm not overly high on UCF. They're dreadful offensively to watch without him. Yep. Although Taco Fall did dunk last night without jumping, skinny.
1: <laughs> well, he should for crying sakes. He's got a ten foot eight inch wingspan.
2: He literally just caught it, reached his one hand up on his left tippy toe, and dunked it without without leaving his feet. It's a skill, right? Story of my life. Skill, <laughs> skill. No, but no, it's not that I'm uh, that I'm overly big on UCF. I just think you have to account for. They're going to be judged differently.
0: Oh, I counted for it.
2: I just when don't get think you very good. He gives them a guy. They're going to hold you in the fifties and sixties. BJ Taylor gives them a guy. If he's, I if don't he's, think you
0: can win that way. So <laughs> that's my whole point. <laughs>
2: I mean, teams have made the tournament that way. Plenty of teams have made the tournament that way. Oh, we're familiar with E.C.'s resume. Yeah, we're not talking yeah, about We know winning. how Mick Crennan's done. We're not talking about winning the tournament. But, we're talking but, about getting yeah,
0: in. We're they, very familiar with early round exits when you can't score out of the 50s and 60s. No,
1: if they were to go 14-4 and four in the league with a couple of good wins, and they're looked at with as two different teams, I, th- I think you're right. They make th- they make themselves a case. And probably
2: a smart move last night, not rushing him back against SMU. Because now you can throw that SMU and you can, game yeah, in, and you, and you
1: can also yeah. That's what I say. You 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 probably didn't weren't have going, you
0: probably weren't going to beat them anyway, right? So. Didn't
1: have them. right?
0: Throw right. that
2: throw that one out. We didn't have them.
0: All right, I, th- I thought you were about to say something. No, no, I just I mean that whole thing works, but like once B.J. Taylor gets back, then you have to go on some type of really no impressive doubt. run because like, your yeah. resume still matters. You so can't get you like, oh, hey, we <laughs> went 8-2 and two with B.J. Taylor for the, at the end of the season. Now we're in with whatever resume. It's no, like, I, that's not I how I it agree works. agree completely. So, they, they've right. got work to do. Yeah, uh, a lot pressure. of work, and I don't think they're that good. That's that's why I don't think – I think you're reaching a little bit when you start saying they've got a legit chance. Like, I don't think they're in the same position Houston is, this is my only point. Bookmark this Houston. moment. We'll see
1: who's right come March. Or late February, or mid February, or maybe even at the end of January. We'll see where we'll see where we stand with that. Um, let's talk Kentucky. They they've got Louisville um, coming up uh, Friday big afternoon. Win for, big win for the Bearcats last Saturday. It, it apparently was because obviously you use UCLA and that was on a neutral floor. Let's go Kentucky. to that because
2: we haven't touched on that. You're right. Here's the thing: losing to UCLA not a huge deal. Neutral court. They need, but they needed a win like but, that. Though. But let me finish. Right. You always cut us off when we talk. Sorry. But they need it oh, sorry. Not not the end of the world. Not terrible. Losing to UCLA. Getting out toughed by UCLA. That's a bad, bad look. Yeah. That's a bad, bad look, because that is not a tough physical, rough and tumble UCLA bunch. And they push Kentucky around. And that gives me more concern maybe than I've had all year with Kentucky.
0: Well, I mean, this is a team we've talked about since before the season that is built on being great defensively. I mean, being an elite de- defensive team. Have you seen an and elite not. defensive team recently? No, I mean, nothing close to it. And what? he's had to switch to zone, which, by the way, I think is good. And we had someone uh, tweet us and ask us about this, and you want to know? He's like, why does Cal go to a zone to make an eleven-zero run to get back in a game, only and to get right back away. out? of yeah, and I couldn't believe he He's, he's run. got
2: his own team. That they're long the the parts are kind of the same like if you're going to have t- your 3 and your 4 are going to be the same guy play a zone put one of them at the bottom of one corner and one of them at the bottom at the other corner and play the same guy
1: correct I, I think- no i was I, in watching the game i even i said that out loud as i'm watching what why are you out of this right now you did you outthink yourself and think alright, i'm going to see how if we can get a couple stops out of this just because they've got a couple sets they ran against it maybe we got lucky that they missed no you went on a run
0: and I think the only answer to that is he's not a zone guy. I mean, the coaches, I'm, I'm, I'm there's I a lot it. of coaches that just don't believe is in it. Clearly, zoned is for
1: cowards. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm one of those too. But I mean, if, if, if at that level, look, you're not, well you're not developing. I, you know, I'm in the dev, kid development business. I, but these guys are in the win the game business. If it takes a zone to win the game, go win the
0: damn game. Well, and more importantly, if you're constantly going to have new pieces and new parts, and you're going to have to do this thing, which I think he doesn't. If you well, don't have the I lateral like it, foot speed to do it, you just don't. Well, and I don't know that that's the case. Like, I still think this team can be elite defensively. But my only thing is, what if you can be better in a zone? Like, if you you adapt everything else to your personnel year from year. Like, one year it's dribble drive. The next year we don't see it at all. And he's running all types of other stuff. Why be stingy on that? So, Why be stubborn on that side? Yes. If you're going to adapt everything you do to your personnel, which you have to do if you're going to continue to turn your roster over the way he does, Correct. he has to figure out to win with the group he has right now he can't de- develop for the future if they're all going to be gone next year, then why not stick with the zone if it's working? I I agree with the person who uh, tweeted at us and asked that, and it's it's like I don't know what to tell you other than he just doesn't like it because it is working when they've gone to it, and I've seen what you've seen, so I don't know.
1: Gives me one of my favorite Steve Moeller, Bob Huggins stories of all time. I can't remember they were playing, but he said at one point in a game back in the 90s,
0: um, which Steve Moeller explained to him. He said he was
1: the assistant coach for Bob Huggins in yeah, the final. Now the four color years, analyst now for MKU for NKU. Yeah. And so I guess UC went to a zone in a game and it was effective, right? And Hugs decides during a timeout he's going to get out of it. And Mo turns to him, he said he goes, Hugs, let's go back to the zone. It was working. And he goes, blank Mo. I'm not going to make it easy on him. I thought <laughs> the most Bob Huggins thing ever. And you can see it, and that's why right, Cal. Blank him, John Robick. I'm not going to make it easy on him. Well, you know
0: that's what's going to win you that game that Playman day.
1: Might be making it easy on them. Correct. Dumbass. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and, and I just think it's different. Like with Bob Huggins, he's developing a, a, a team for four years, sure. and he like he's his thing is making his guys as tough as they possibly can be in that mindset and everything else. I get. Look, Cal develops his teams; they're always better by the end of the year, but. Again, you have to figure out how to win this year, and winning a game in neutral site against UCLA is a big deal. Like because you, you don't
1: win. have you have some opportunities to come up in the league that you haven't had in the last few years. But this, I just don't know if this team's Do good you? enough. I just don't know if this team's good enough.
0: I think you've got enough opportunities. Texas a And M and Florida, trash. Yeah, I don't know if they're trash. Good, good enough for what? You said you don't the, know if they're good enough. Good enough for what? Good enough
1: for for a, for a higher high enough seed to make make a run in the tournament. I think you you get to the point where you find out this is probably a six seed, maybe a five yeah. seed.
0: So, and That's what I think. Like When we talk about this Kentucky team, I think at this point I'm comfortable saying they're probably like a top 25 team, like somewhere between 25 and 15. Fair enough. Yeah. Like At their best, they're probably closer to that 15, maybe even 10 range when they're playing on full tilt. Most of the time, though, they seem a lot closer to that 25, 30 range, and they're getting by on talent and athleticism.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I there, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. The point is though, if you're if you're a Kentucky fan, you're used to different right now. You're used to NBA elite level talent and this team just doesn't have that I, that I, level. I got
2: do you want me to save this for the for my for the end or you want me to, to go? Do, do,
1: you have, do you have something else for the end or um if you want to save that for think, the end? I think
2: it, but it but it, it fits here. Well, All right. Then just do it. And
1: just do it. And if well, I come to the end and you questions? say I've already said it, then then good. Something else will rile you up by the end of the show. I've I have i have got a feeling.
2: How about they lose to UCLA, and instantly the Kentucky fans start because there's a faction that's turning on Cal, and and you're kind of of that ilk. Of, I, you I, I turned on from the start. Yeah, but you don't. You're not a fan of the one and dones. Yes, it, so on and so forth. But, but their 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 argument is, if we could just get less talent, we'd never lose. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone like, and they they honestly believe that. Yeah, if we could just get some guys that were going to be here for four years, we'd never lose that damn cow. He brings in all these NBA guys, all this damn talent.
1: Yeah, I, just I, recruit worse. No, is I, the answer. I, I know what you're saying. I, I think the, the the whole issue is, is is that they want white boys from Kentucky. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I really don't. I I I, I don't believe that part of it. I believe Richie I, don't start here's what, here's what I believe: if you are going the one and done route, and no one, I, I I don't begrudge anybody. I don't. I, obviously, you're trying to get as much talent as possible. I tell you what, though, you better win right then and there because that's don't, what you've sold everybody on. Is don't we're they have right more, then and there? More wins in final
2: fours than anyone since Cal took you, the Kentucky you job.
1: Kentucky fans care about final fours. Let's not <laughs> act like they've got 27 titles. They're not the I, Yankees. Understood, but that's that's kind of what they you got get eight sold on if you're a fan. Since, since we're getting NBA level talent in here, 1940, they've got eight. They've got eight. Correct. Uh, and I and I'm look, I know how hard it is. It's it's really really difficult. But a coach, two coaches who got run out of town, and he won a tie. He won the same as Cal won, right? With Rick's players. I oh, forgot. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Tubby did not win like Cal won. He won not a even title. Close. The point is, he won.
1: That's the ultimate measuring Patino, details, right? With, with he won one title with built.
0: players that weren't his, and then everything went downhill from there, and his recruiting suffered majorly. It suffered? And when he had talented teams, they I mean, they didn't call him 10-loss tubby for nothing. Well, they also scheduled a hell of a lot harder than Harvard,
1: Monmouth, Duke, or not Duke, Drake, whomever else you want to throw up there. Berea? Well, I mean, <laughs> Thomas Moore? I, I I mean, whoever like, else you want to throw up there?
0: I think when you have this conversation about kentucky and expectations and stuff you have to decide are we talking about the fan you're talking about who's ridiculous and has no realistic expectations and you could never please anyway although i will say i do think you're right about the fact that there's becoming more and more people who are upset with the way things are going um but i think the more reasonable fans the ones who aren't ridiculous and have totally unrealistic expectations so
2: what, like 12 kentucky fans
0: no I, I mean i think the the majority of kentucky fans really love basketball and have some type of sense about what's going on and those ones i think say exactly what you said at the beginning of this year which is they want better roster construction this team wasn't well put together you said that from the get-go and you were right about it it's a Bunch of talented pieces that don't necessarily fit in the team, they, 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 and they, 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 I don't they, think it's unreasonable for them to ask, "Hey, instead of getting that extra five star f- face up forward, could we have gotten a, one a top yard, one, a, a top one hundred shooter?" Sure. Right. Well, they did, and he's hurt. Okay, but I mean, we you said the same thing earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean, you could have found other guys that made a little more sense. So that, that, that you didn't have six of the stretch forwards that all are strictly stretch forwards. Now that being said. What would I have done that situation? Probably exactly what Cal did. I'm probably taking the five star every time and saying, hopefully one of these dudes pan out to be a star, and we're we're better off either way, and we're not waiting for a shooter for two years to develop. But I understand the other side of that argument. Close the deal on Trey Young, you'd be all right. Uh, that wouldn't have hurt. That You're would have right. helped just, just a
1: little, a little bit, bit. Nice. Yeah, that would have helped just a little bit.
2: But uh, it's just uh, the whole premise of recruit less talent and we'll be better is is ridiculous. I agree
1: no, but I I think the part of the less talent is in take instead of taking a fifth or sixth. Five star stretch four, you go find a shooter. That's what this guy does. I think that I think that's part of the point. I think there is that that fan that says, "Yeah, get the white guy from Eastern Kentucky because he scored twenty eight points a game at Evarts. Good for you." Um, but but there's also again the whole roster construction thing where occasionally, yeah, I don't need a sixth one of those because I've already got five good ones and there's only so many minutes to go around. I need one of those even if he's not an elite level player, he's an elite level shooter. Yeah, I would say they did that though. They just got hurt. Well, then get two. That's two, fair. Two, two of those, and five of the others, then then you're okay. Well, it, it, the problem was we we knew from the beginning. And you're right, Trey Young would have really been nice.
2: The, we knew from the beginning. Cal's teams have always relied on having the best point guard in the country. He does not have that Correct. by any stretch of the imagination right now. Quade Green is is not playing well, and Shea Alexander might be their best option to point guard, and he doesn't give you a whole lot offensively. Correct. So they just don't have that punch from the guard spot. And, I I mean, Diallo's
1: been kind of a... Kind of a letdown, wouldn't he's Played he? pretty well the last couple games.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's starting to fig- come on and yeah. figure it out a little bit, but. I'm I'm more let down by Knox, honestly. Yeah. Even as good as he's been at times, I just. But think there's also been
1: times where he is, you don't even realize he's done done anything.
0: Well, I think you needed him to be a different player than Correct. he's been, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And and he just hasn't had that all around game. It's because he's not, not that player. To, and we knew that. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, that's what well, people wouldn't I should, listen I on. shouldn't say we knew that, but we all suspected. Yeah, we all kind of were worried about that. We all
2: suspected that he's not a big time scoring wing. Like that—that's the—I right. love that argument that I get into people with all the time, on guys like Knox. And I, I had it with UC fans ad nauseum about Gary Clark early in his career. Make him a three. What the hell do you want to make him a three for? Do you want to make him an average three, or, or let him fourth. be a great four. Four. four? Right. What 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 good are you doing taking him away from his strength where he can be one of the best in the country at this position, just so he can be average on the wing? And that's what they're doing with Kevin Knox. You yeah. put him at the four, I think he gives people crazy problems. Yeah. You put him at the three.
0: The, eh. the huge difference there, obviously, is you're talking about a guy who you're worried about his development for UC and where they're going to be in four years. And with Cal, he's always worried about getting a guy to the yeah. NBA in one year. So that's Kevin fair. Knox has to be a three at. You know, going forward. In the NBA. I don't think... He, why he does
1: he have
2: to be a three in the NBA? He
0: doesn't have to be, but, like, at the end of the day, he's going to be a face-up wing type of player. I mean, it's going to involve him having a perimeter skill set because he's not going to go in and be a power player. But he's
2: better off as a four.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but either way, it's a four that plays as a three. You know what I mean? It's a it's a, it's a perimeter four in the NBA is the same thing as a three in college at this point. So kind of. for, for him for him to be the level of NBA player people want him to be or think he is capable of, of being... He should be able to be a really good wing player in college right now.
2: I think that's the part that maybe frustrates Kentucky fans more than anything, though, is they feel that Cal is
0: doing what is best Kevin for the Knox
2: NBA. needs for the NBA.
0: One hundred percent, he's always been that way. Where, but that's also his recruiting pitch too. Yep, yep. I mean,
1: bottom line. So, I mean, it's it's but Kentucky Dan, if you fans, do, Dan, if you don't
0: right, wrong, or indifferent, to come back around and kind of
2: defend them like you did earlier, to come back around. They're looking at that saying, I don't care what Kevin Nox, what's best for Kevin Knox in and his rookie and year and in the honest, NBA.
0: I, of course.
2: I, I want
1: to win games now. And, and I understand why Cal's done it because of the recruiting pitch, and I understand why fans are upset with it because, at the end of the day, that's the te- that's their team. They want to win now. They don't care about that kid going to the NBA. They don't give a damn.
0: And this is the funny like juxtaposition you have with all this amateurism and the fighting about – you know the value of college for these guys and stuff like that at the end of the day the nba isn't as popular and the players aren't as rich and as popular and as famous and everything else if, if people didn't, didn't care about them first yeah. correct because they played for their alma mater of their school but at the same time you're absolutely right those people at those schools does not care about the well-being of the kids they don't care about what's best for them and their family going forward they want their school to win right now so i mean it's kind of sleazy on both sides really oh, yeah. you can look at it either way and it's like this doesn't feel right, and that's why this is such a difficult issue to figure out when you're talking about what do you do with the amateurism and everything else. Good talk, guys. All right. Uh, for, for Kentucky, though,
1: they do have Louisville um, on Friday afternoon, so this podcast will be up at least b- before that, that game starts. Based on the UCLA loss, you can't suffer another one because like, you don't have a lot of more chance. you got this, you got West Virginia, and that's it in the non-league. And really, your non-league resume right now consists of a win over Virginia Tech at home.
2: I, I, I don't think Louisville is playing – I don't all that well I right now. I don't either. But one thing I but you're this you this rivalry
1: though, Chad.
2: Yeah, but one thing I can promise you is, after getting pushed around by UCLA, Cal's not letting them come around and come out and get pushed around by by Louisville. That's not under any circumstance happening. And it's at Rupp. I go blue. I, I think Kentucky wins comfortably tomorrow,
1: all right. Friday. Now, the, the other part to this is they also play Sunday evening um, against Georgia in the conference opener. Georgia's had a pretty good pretty actually really good non-league, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you come off a rivalry game with your conference opener less than well, not less than,
0: roughly 48 hours later. It's a pretty tough turnaround.
2: Is it at Georgia or is it at home? No, everywhere?
0: it's at home, but it's, okay.
1: still, it's still a tough turnaround. Yeah,
0: I mean well, especially just because of the whole emotional factor Correct. and being drained and all that stuff, but at the same time Get Kentucky, on horse yeah and Kentucky gets so much of the benefit of the doubt at the end of the year that like yeah they can't be awful all year and going with no resume right but we're talking so much about their resume and quite honestly like I I think Cal knows it doesn't matter all that much as long as they have a good enough resume to be in the tournament they're gonna get the benefit of the doubt they'll be two or three seed lines higher than they probably should and they can make a run from as in a nine seed a 10 seed 11 seed he doesn't he's not worried about the level of talent that they're going to face because he is as much as anyone So I think you really look at this team for what they're going to be at the end of the year and not what their resume is over the course of the season.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, NKU will have already played their conference opener by the time you you hear this. Um, We talked a little bit last week about what they did and maybe didn't do non-league, but it it is a chance with a home opener to get off to a good start in the league, and, and I guess that would be the hope from from when they play. And I know you 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 were planning on attending, so by the time you're probably even listening to this on replay,
0: you'll have uh, had a couple beers and been ready to roll, right? Yeah, I'm sure I'll be listening to this on replay while I'm doing <laughs> that. Um, I will say one of the funny things about Nku, you know, we've been talking about not struggles really, but like kind of they had those losses there at the end of the non-conference and everything. All their metrics improved. I know, they've right, they've, they've right. come down in Ken Palm. They're low in Ken Palm. Now they're like 80th and everything. So they're playing pretty good basketball, I think. I think we'll find that out when they get into Yeah, I think play. the only one that you can point to is the Baltimore County game. You go, yeah. what,
1: what the heck? Not, it wasn't you know,
0: ideal, those... but, I, but I also think when you go back and look at the score, it's like, man, they got blitzed by a team that played their best on their home floor and saw an opportunity for a big win, and they got them. Right. I mean, it, it sucks, but... It
2: happens when you got to play those types of games. It's the adjustment to being a top 100 team artist. Correct. All of a sudden. That
0: suddenly
1: somebody actually cares that you're in their building. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, before it was just, hey, the Northern Kentucky's showing up in our gym. Now it's. I like
1: the Northern Kentucky. The Northern Kentucky. <laughs> the, Northern, the, Northern
2: Kentucky. the Northern Kentucky's showing up in our gym. You know, and now you're not, you're not circled, but you're, there's a check mark. That team was in the tournament last
0: yeah, year. right. Let's and, go get and them. They played Kentucky
1: pretty tough. Pretty tough.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, and the the one other thing I, I do think that this team really has some upside going forward over the next few weeks is they have not shot the ball well from the three-point. I mean, they've hit some in games, and they shoot a lot of them. But, I mean, Drew McDonald has been ice cold for the year. Dantes Walton is, has not shot it well. They've got multiple guys who they're relying on to make some three-pointers that have all been cold through the 1st four few weeks of the season where like if a couple of those guys get it going at the same time their offense could see yeah. another level here yeah. in the coming weeks no doubt all right final take time do you have another final take um can we get through like a couple quick twitter questions Alex, yeah, yeah i'm sorry yes i yes. asked for you him, did ask for him i'm sorry got a lot sent all right go so ahead i feel like I'm we should at least no from. absolutely that's my fault um and no. i'll just look through anything that's no. re- reasonably I'm, decent i'm out is that your final take yeah i'm out <laughs> icy or slush puppy Oh, icy by far. Slush Puppy's too grainy. See, I like the grainy on Slush Puppy. I like the, the little ice chunks. Back in the day, I was a slush puppy guy because you get the sour in there. Back when I like, was yeah, oh, a no. kid. yeah, I liked that. But I'm a blue icy guy to the core now. I'm a
1: red. I've always been a red icy guy. My daughter gets the gets the blue icy with uh, with ice cream in it. She likes that at uh, cool, the Ameri- icy float. The Ameristop up in uh, in Crescent Springs. No, what
2: you, you got to go to Sweet Tooth in Newport and do. Oh, I've done that. Oh ice, oh, yeah. oh, ice balls oh, with ice yeah, cream. Yeah. Dude, that's
1: oh, that, yeah. that. when Anne's Ice Balls was still around in Newport. Yeah. That was clearly the sorry if whoever this was, we got off base. That was
0: clearly the best. Yeah. Is Xavier becoming the most hated team in the Big East? Yes. I don't even think that's questionable. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, Naji. I mean, J.P. Makura is obviously the most hated player. Right, if Najee no, Najee is lining himself and, up. Naji is the heir to the throne what, at this if point. If you
1: put yeah. together an All-American five of most hated college players, it would be the backcourt would be J.P. Makura, Grayson Allen, and then we'll figure out the other three, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Probably. Yeah, so Andrew Rousey would be in there. Okay, somewhere. there you go. So the three-guard front. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Rousey a
0: point guard, Grayson Allen... And, uh, and JP, and JP the on the wings. Yep. This is a UC guy. When will Mick let Kane get the bulk of the PG minutes, or are they really going to keep it an almost even split come tournament time? That's, that's been a question we've talked about. But I yeah. mean, I,
2: I think it ends up more in the 25-15 range. Going with forward, Kane getting, with 25, Kane getting 20. 25. But for right now, I think he's he's content easing that transition with somebody that he's had in the program for I, 30 You know, years. the thing
1: I, I, I do think is – it it was probably the right way to go with this and, and then you just let it evolve in in conference play to if Kane plays the way you think he should play, then, then he will then it'll just it'll sort itself out is right. what it
2: will do. Well, I, I think people forget Nick Van Exco Nick Van Ex- didn't start until the end of his first year since then. Correct. He was eased into You're it right. and it did him a lot of good.
0: Yeah, not
1: the canis. Yeah, I'm also not so sure that Nick was 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 quite ready to to be that guy either, especially on that team. Yeah, right.
0: We were kind of already talking about this, but this is a specific question about it. UC beat UCLA. Kentucky lost to UCLA. Is UC better than UK this year?
1: Probably. Put them on a neutral ten times. Give me an honest answer. Seven, I think UC would win. I'd say six. UC. I'd still say more UC than UK.
0: I just think their parts are better. Yeah, I do too. I think they fit together better. If you're going neutral court, especially like Ten right, times. In, Ten right times. now, I I maybe go six UC, but I think it's. I mean, it's six or it's five five. I think. I mean, I think it'd be a good matchup. It, 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 because,
1: look, I, I don't blame the guy for, for asking the question. Comparing scores can be difficult. It can yeah. be really, really well, difficult the to thing do. Although. I, I, I think UC outplayed UCLA out there, and I think UCLA won about playing Kentucky, and that tells me something about UC. I, I think a
2: lot with Kentucky is, are they hot or are they cold from three?
0: Yeah, can they score? Because if they can push the pace and score on UC, then like, I think UC has a lot of problems keeping Kentucky up Kentucky that the played Virginia Tech... Right, but I don't think Kentucky gets the looks.
1: They're not no, that, no chance
2: that that they got against Virginia Tech. Now, Buzz is still a really good defensive coach, but I think he's got
1: more of an
0: offensive. And I would tell you, if UC
1: would choose to play through a Gary Clark or through a Kyle Washington in that game, that would be very difficult to do. Now that yeah. be-
0: now that being said, I'm talking strictly matchups when we talk about that, like the ten neutral court. If you're telling me who should be ranked higher and who's going to have the better year. I think that will be UC. I yeah. think that will definitely be. UC. Yeah, like I mean, when you're not talking about the, how they match up against each other, I think UC is going to have the better season and quite pot. I, I don't want to start talking about the tournament yet. But we'll I, wait I to get don't. into that. I, but, but like when you start talking about this UC team, it's so, the tournament's going to be so interesting to talk about with yeah.
1: them. Yeah, because of where the seed line winds up.
0: Well, and just where they've been the last few years, where yeah. at and in, in his. Progress. Because there is some pressure there all of a sudden, right? I mean, I mean there, there has to be that? and and because there's the expectation levels different yeah. for this team. Well, yeah. and more or less you can't keep saying this is my best team ever, or right. people can't keep saying this is his best team ever. And go out in a round of thirty-two. And and you never do anything with it. So it it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um Najee Marshall is emerging. Whose minutes does he take? I don't think he has to take anybody's. I I think it's what you've already seen. He plays about twenty minutes a game.
2: A little bit of Kaiser. ten, ten of A little J- bit of JP. Ten of Trayvons.
1: 10 a little Kaiser. bit for Kaiser, you know, yeah.
2: six from Kaiser, and you you sprinkle it around with Scruggs where you need him. I don't think he has to take minutes from anybody. Yeah, I think I mean, you basically can be- you're
1: splitting minutes at the post, right? You're, you're almost down the middle or, or whatever the rotation is. You're splitting the minutes at the post. You're splitting the minutes at the point guard. So he's basically yeah, he's taking up the slack for the other three guys minutes wise. Well, I mean, you're splitting. Uh, Karim's coming in at the four. And Karim's coming at the four to, yeah. to
0: play for Kaiser yeah. a lot. Um, he hasn't played as much at the five as I and, thought he would.
1: And again, I think the, the the huge benefit is, a you've got an extra extra score. As the, as the season evolves, and B, once you get in conference play, as much as everyone wants to talk about a short rotation, give me nine. Nine's a good number to me. Nine, nine quality guys that can split minutes at different spots just because – by the end of conference, if you're playing guys 35, 36, 37 minutes every night, they're dead. dead. Yeah. and that's dead.
0: And that doesn't mean your tournament rotation isn't seven main no, guys. No. Correct. It just means you have two more correct. that are capable of helping you. But, but the you.
1: good part of the tournament rotation is maybe that first game, look, you're going deeper because you got advanced. The second game, maybe you need to throw another guy in there and you've seen him do it. And then guess what? You get through that weekend, you've got another three or four days off to kind of get everybody back again. So no, I, I think it's a good
0: thing. I, I also think it's funny, and not to to rip on this guy who's asking the question, but you know, it's like last year, it's... Why don't we have more depth? Why does right. Chris Mack not use I all think, the scholarships? I, I, and this year they're worried about depth for a while, and then now it's like a couple guys are playing better, and it's it's how are we going to play all these guys? No, like, and, and now I'm, you see why you don't want to use thirteen scholarships. Yeah, I don't think that's the way the question was phrased. No, by. not, yeah, not yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. why I'm not ripping on. Yeah, this guy. I, I think I'm he was just asking saying.
1: point blank, whose minutes does he take? And I, I think it's been a good thing.
0: Um, I might be. Oh, Chad, uh, this is very specific for you. Uh-oh. Do you enjoy um, at McMuller's? late-night tweets at you? Um, he sent me a picture of you
2: on Christmas Eve I threw up in my mouth. So that's a yes. Picture of Roy? Yeah. That was his Merry Christmas present to me. He just sent me a picture of Rick wow. on Twitter. He were, also were you a little buttered?
0: No, I, I wasn't. He didn't do it. I this did, guy uh, did. Gotcha. I wasn't sexting Brendel on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Get out of here. Um, best road trip memories from AAU. Oh. Do you have one off the top of the head that... You can tell, oh, man. No, not that I think I could tell. Um, well,
1: did you go to the ballet in Atlanta? No. Okay.
2: Here's here's a funny one, Skinny. This this prompted a phrase that still gets used to this day. Is it so, clean? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's clean. So we we normally just book rooms, double beds, you know, inexpensive hotel because we're only there for a couple hours. I'm, dude, I'm the same guy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know what? Just give me a shower, a, clean sh- a shower, a clean bed, and I'm good to go. So we, no. you know,
2: this is probably the second year we're on the road. Do you guys spoon? So we walk into the room, and there's one bed. Yeah. And Rick, deadpan, looks at me straight and goes, I'm not sleeping with you like that.
1: Where did you I, wind up sleeping? On the
0: floor? No, I walked straight down. Yeah. I was got like, another room? Got a type of rollout, or what's the deal here? Because we're figuring something out. <laughs> give me a cushion or something to lay on. I'm I'm just not, not going you like down. that. You yeah. walk straight out.
2: It's like I'm not asking you to you're sleeping on the floor. Uh, exactly, yeah, go right. find something. Right,
0: correct. That go to it. Walmart
2: and get
1: yourself but, an air mattress, bro. But it was a good decision on his part. For both for both of you. Well, uh, well,
2: uh, my maybe my favorite though is, uh, is finding Olie's pizza in Fort Wayne. Yeah, I
1: know you've liked that. Yeah, you've talked about that.
0: Rick. Yeah, Oli's pizza is good. That's it? Yeah. Um well, I is this the season that Xavier takes down Villanova? By taking down, taking down what you mean? You mean beating I mean, the Big East? They yeah, beat them before. They're, they're not even They beat him
1: in recent vintage, so that's
0: not... Xavier's not going to win the Big East, but I do think they split with Nova this year and get him at the CentOS Center. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's my guess. I mean... uh, It's not like it's not happening in recent vintage. If you say Xavier beats XYZ at the CentOS Center, my general response is yes. Sure, yeah. Well, they've only done it once against Villanova since they've been in the Big East, and Villanova's owned them even at the CentOS Center, so it's still like, I don't know that it's going to happen, but that's... If I had to guess, I think they're capable of beating them once at the Centos. I'm but just saying, c- if you tell me Xavier beat beats anyone. such and
2: such at the Centos Center, my general response is
0: sounds about right. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that.
2: They had they had the Centos magic happen on on the road last night, Skinny. Did you see the play where where I did? Blew it, loses the ball, get the, gets it stripped, and then somehow per- ends up with it on the ground. Perfectly tosses to Gates, and they bang a three.
1: Yeah. It's only supposed to happen at home. All right, good I'll deal. Bet. Appreciate that. Those were good questions. Yeah, I like the, I like the icy slurpy question, especially.
0: Yeah, we need, ne- next time you need to do it so we get more. I don't think I have enough UC people following me. Others are more Xavier-centric. So it's on
1: you. We had one UC question. It'll so. be on it'll be on you next time. All right, do you want that for your final take, or do you want me to just address this separately? You know what I'm talking just, about.
0: Yeah, no, just go ahead. I don't, I don't have right. anything planned. So I
1: walk into the podcast today, and, they, and they, we, we do this in, in my office at Local 12, and, and Rick is kind enough to basically engineer this and produce this and set things up, so all Chad and I have to do is come in and talk. So it's a very kind thing. I don't even bring a laptop. No, I do. I at least bring a laptop, just, just for reference points. I just points. wing it. Oh, only because
0: he has other work he has to do on that. <laughs> you, 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 usually
1: that's the case. So I walk in. I wasn't paying much attention, and he kind of just leans back, and Chad says, did, he, did, did you see Rick? And I Actually, he was behind the computer, his, his laptop, and I thought, oh, gosh, does he have a black eye? Did somebody punch him because he ran his mouth? Because you've done that before, would, right? Would that have been funnier? That, that would have been fun. No, this is pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> so then he leans back, and I look. And I looked at his face, I, no, no weird haircut, no black eye, and then I saw it, saw the sweatshirt with a half a bee, a B and a B and the big baller brand underneath in kind of a is that pinkish is that purple purple I pinkish mauve no. what's his mauve a color
0: I'm, I'm thinking it's like platinum. It, it, it is, and, a, and they're in the, in the in the I'll go platinum in the
1: big baller fair, world. Fair, it's platinum. Fair enough. Right? It's suppo- I think it's supposed to be platinum. Why does the first one look like a three? Yes, that's the thing. Three BB.
2: Well,
0: that is their that's I, like I the actual
2: I'm questioning their logo. Oh, okay. It's
1: three BB is the logo. Correct. That's what. That's really what it looks like. Yeah. But this was a Christmas gift, right? From.
0: No, it was the, oh, our award-winning listeners, listeners right, playing us on Venmo. Kind of a oh, yeah, gift Christmas gift for, gift for, myself. for myself, yeah, yeah for, which was, mainly which for you. Was, you which but. was kind.
1: Now, that being said, it might be the cheapest-looking sweatshirt. But, well, we got. Is that what you ordered? Is that what
0: you ordered, and is it authentic?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, well, it's authentic. I, I thought it
0: was authentic. <laughs> right. So I, I go on their site. I order a sweatshirt. No big deal. I'm th- expecting it to arrive in the mail. Shipping was quicker than I expected because I'd heard horror stories about that. So, I get the thing in the mail. Oh, like $27 shipping and handling, but it was great. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped. I'm like, I cannot wait to open this and see it. I rip it open, pull out this black shirt, and the funny thing is I didn't see the logo yet. The first thing I see is, is like a Gil Dan <laughs> tag on it. They're going, they're going wholesale around the country buying them yeah. some sweatshirts. Gil Dan tag on the sweatshirt. So, I, I'm just already like, oh, this is going to be incredible. Open it up. I'm expecting a... A black, red, and white. Okay, so you, I yeah, think the, it was so for sure, the, the, the base was black, right? So that part yeah, you already see. So you see, so luxury. when you open it up, you knew so that, that looked that, right. That looked right. Okay, yeah. And then it was just going to have the same basically the same exact logo, Correct. from what I understand. Correct. You can go to their website, you can see that right. they don't have that many options on there. There's like six or seven different designs. Thank god they know. Was that an option? <laughs> no, no, this was not on the website. Okay, the shirt I got. Is this weird purplish platinum kind of color, grayish color?
1: What you need to do, is you're gonna have, to, we're gonna have to take a picture and we're gonna have to send it out on on Twitter. It's got so. It not
0: only is it the wrong color, not what ordered. Not only is it on a Gildan sweatshirt, which is, I mean, like you said, a Stephen Berry's quality, Correct. hard cotton sweatshirt. Yeah. It is a fuzzy screen print logo that totally looks like it's not
1: that that was not done in HD. In fairness, Fred <laughs> Fred's screen print shop in Los Angeles is one of the best in the country from what I understand.
0: And they got a little there's like they a, got a
1: little line.
0: There's like a line An coming extra. off the end of the thing. Yeah, it's like it had a, 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 a a couple extra, too many, many that day. A
2: tail.
1: I mean the
2: third B has a tail.
1: When you talk Fred, about Fred Fred's Sweatshop making three sixty three an hour, man, you ain't exactly getting quality, buddy. When you're talking about quality, this is the pinnacle right here. This is exactly what
0: you'd expect out of the big baller brand. I, I think what I'd be afraid I'd be
1: afraid to wash it more than three times, or you ain't going to have
0: BBB on the front any Dude, longer. I, I think I get like one more wear out of yeah, it I after think this, too. And then it's and just then retire a lost it. cause. Just yeah. retire yeah. it. I, I, well, no, I mean, I'd love to wear it more, but you're right. Like, you can't wash it, and you can't wear a sweatshirt more than, like, you're three gonna, to four times. You're going to have to hand wash, like, the pits and just yeah. you know, touch, you know, and touch a, the front logo. That <laughs> sounds like something I'll do. <laughs> now, now, the front cannot go through a wash cycle. No. But the worst part of this whole thing was me uncovering this gem and not being able to tweet anything about it for, like, the last week because I had to wait for the podcast and to I get appreciate, your reaction. And I
1: appreciate that.
0: And I didn't want you to see me tweeting about it, so I didn't want you to know I had it. So, no. yeah, I was so glad to get this on my chest. I can't wait to tweet stuff out about it's it. It's awesome. Um, I, but, so here's my theory.
1: I legitimately – Gotta our listeners, we appreciate them because they, they actually did fund this. And, and 69 and cents at a time. Tell, tell people what
0: this ended up costing. For this, it, for this cheap ass screen printed sweatshirt, it was fifty bucks for the sweatshirt. Right. I don't know what like. I don't think there was much shipping. It was like okay. another five okay. bucks. Or so, something. how much do you
2: think that sweatshirt is actually worth? Dollar ninety nine.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe six bucks with the ink on it. Yeah, because the sweatshirt itself is worth three or four bucks, right? Right, right. right. So, so, I, I mean, you give them another dollar per letter or something. Yeah, I don't it took know. them
1: 33 seconds to screen print it, so there's a little cost of labor right there. That's a hell of a markup. You got to admit, that's a hell of a markup. Right.
0: So, what do we think? Like, they just legitimately can't produce enough st- no. enough, no, apparel well, to where they're buying bootleg stuff off of, like, eBay and Amazon. Because that's I, what this looks like.
1: What I believe is he is that good of a marketer to get people to buy crap. And, and you not just return it. Correct. And just take correct. it and say, this is awesome. Correct. Bingo. Right there. But we've heard this
2: from, from everyone. everyone that's gotten an order from him. Nobody got the right thing, and everybody is
1: like, yes.
0: Size 10 and a half shoes? No, I got 13s in black, and <laughs> I ordered the whites. It's so much more fun to find out you didn't get anything you asked for. It's like, this is amazing. How did how did this happen? This is not how consumerism in
2: America works. No, no, it's really, it's how isn't. profiteers work. It, it is. He's brilliant.
0: I I got to be honest. It it really did make my week. I last bet it week. did. And then it made me depressed for like two days that I couldn't tweet about. It. I know. Well, now you can. Yeah. If yeah, that, was if,
1: you,
2: if any other thing you ordered came to you and was completely wrong. Be, and was be livid, Could livid. you know
0: imagine me on the phone yelling at someone yeah, that got absolutely. my order wrong?
2: Like you ordered like a $50 sweater from like Kohl's. Kohl's. And it was already unraveling. And it's and it's sent they sent you a Gildan <laughs> screen printed like. You, dude, you would be livid, furious.
0: Not to so strike
2: down upon thee with great vengeance <laughs> <Yep>. and furious <laughs> anger.
0: The difference is I bought this strictly for content this podcast. Oh, it's, I realized it's that a reaction. And this only added to that. Like, and I knew it immediately. I was like, perfect. The, like, you, <laughs> I didn't want it to be right. Exactly. If you would have given me a nice sweatshirt, I would have been like, this is actually oh, pretty dope. Like, And Skinny can't even aid on this. That's tremendous. But this is exactly what I wanted out of the Big Baller brand apparel. Looks good on you, though. I might buy the shoes now just because this just, experience was so good. And just to good. see what you get? Yeah. That, I that's, might get, that's the best. But it's like a... I
2: might get Shacks from like 2006. It's yeah. like one of those kids like... Machines, you put a quarter in, and it comes down in the plastic with the little globe. And you just lid. don't know you what's have in. No there, idea no what's idea. in there. But you put the quarter in, and you spin the little thing, and whatever comes out, the kid's happy with. Because uh, you know what? It's a quarter
1: worth of crap. No matter are, how you get it, it's fifty dollars worth of crap. What if they would have
0: sent you shoes <laughs> <would've>,
1: for fifty bucks? <laughs> <for $500, laughs> that would have been amazing. But
0: here's the thing: I, th- right. I think the longer you wait, like we're going to get to the point where they start, you know, going through each of their plugs for their apparel. They're just going to start hitting up like Walmart and Kmart and selling like Shaq and and one stuff. Like if they bring back and ones with like a triple B on the tongue, I'll pay a hundred dollars for those. (laughs) I know you would. Starberries with the triple B instead of the the star. I mean,
1: be looking for Rick Boring tweets. That'll that'll be the best.
0: It will be the best. Let's get a picture after this podcast with you and me in the sweatshirt. Absolutely. We have to do it. All right. Anything else? Any final take I'll, for me? That's take the, the best. Picture. I'm out. I don't want any part of being in that. Yeah, picture. no. I w- yeah. I no, you be the picture taker. You, you can't fit all three of us in the same Not picture ch- anyway. No. We don't have that wide of Not a lens. Chance. Not a chance. All right, you good? Yeah, I'm great. All right, we appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. It's our final once a week podcast. And nice starting and warm in my sweatshirt. But January the seventh, we, we will start we our we twice a week podcast. We might figure something out next week. All right. will figure something out. Why are you gone? Uh, I'm moving Wednesday. Then we'll figure something out
0: Guest podcast We're going to have to get a guest in oh, here
1: Oh We'll figure that out too Yeah,
0: that's a good call We'll figure it out uh, You guys just kicked me
2: out There's We didn't a... kick
0: you out You, you said just kicked I yourself out, out. We, We're professionals We I podcast said we'll every week we have to
2: work something out
0: Oh, I thought you were
1: saying you couldn't podcast Yeah, I thought you said you couldn't podcast Why? Well, we'll, we'll figure something out For Chad Brendel Who may not be here next week For Rick Boring I'm Richard Skinner And Rick Boring in his BBB sweatshirt Rick Boring Get it on Thanks for listening this edition of the Skinny Podcast, the college basketball edition. The big baller edition.